Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome to She's All Over the Place. I am so excited to have you here. I have an artist on for you today. She's amazing. Her name's Janine Penn. She's a creative director, artist, designer, visual thinker, creative problem solver, NFT artist, and a humanitarian. And, you know, I found her, her presence, her essence, her vibes through Kindred Hearts. I got connected with Kindred Hearts through Ash Cooper Kearns, who I greatly admire in the space. I've been involved in the space since 2018. I love the nonprofit sector, stands for the space, who she is, that value that she adds. And so, you know, my listeners here, you know you've heard Kindred Hearts before because I have definitely shilled them on the podcast because I'm all about being in heart center and that's what life's about and that's Kindred Hearts is all about. And so I'm really excited to have the artist Kindred Hearts on today. Hey, Janine, how are you? I'm great. How are you? It's so Good. nice to see your face thank and you. not just hear your voice. Yes. And have a good to- chat. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. So let's just dive right in. Kindred Hearts, how did it manifest and birth? Was it years ago? Did it just come to you? Like, how's the manifestation of Kindred Hearts? I'm the creative director, and the founder is actually Johnny Utah. What happened? was before I met Johnny. So my whole start of NFTs happened because of Clubhouse and COVID and getting into that world. So Johnny was in some rooms talking about this very heart-centered giving back crypto, actually bigger project, not just about is it an NFT, but how through cryptocurrency he could give back. He felt that his family had all things considered during COVID been fairly comfortable and he was watching so many people suffer and he wanted to find a way. So favorite is the parent company of Kindred Hearts and Kindred Hearts is the first project. And the mission is to do good in the world and do it through art and cryptocurrency. I came in as creative director through recommendations of three people he had talked to, Sheila Darcy, Sketch Poetic, Black Dave, and Be Creative. And there was various reasons that they thought I would be perfect for the project. One is I have a lot of experience in marketing, creative direction, and working on big projects. I do, like you, live a very heart-centered life that's very much about giving back and how can we help other people and causes and be doing that as much as possible. And I also have done a lot of art that has hearts and they had been talking about, that wasn't the main reason, but that was also like a little light bulb of like, Janine Penn would be great for this because I've created a lot of hearts, not in a corny way, in a more emotional and processing of grief and celebration of life. And so I came in as co-creative director and I couldn't be more aligned with the project than Kindred Hearts because it it touches everything that's important to me. Yeah. It's been beautiful watching it grow. And thank you for sharing. I I have a lot of questions. And yes, Johnny Utah, and he and I follow each other on Twitter, but we haven't met IRL yet. So I really look forward to meeting him in person. And so when they found you and brought you on as a creative director and you being an artist as well, I seen, you know, along the way, like Jimena Bunavita, like you've done a collaboration with her and, you know, other curations of artists that y'all have done collaborative projects. So was that uh, collectively your vision as the creative director assigning to say, hey, we're going to do collaborations with these NFT artists and this is why? Huge part of the vision. 
was let's bring in as many artists as we can and make this about collaboration, but also community. That it was really important for us to be inclusive, but also find other like-minded creatives that would want to be part of something like this because of what the mission is. And so we reached out to at least 100. We ended up with about 60. You had 100 offerings and you had 60 yeses? I think the no's were either no's or they never got our emails. I don't know if you've found this, but in this space, sometimes trying to find the right way to communicate with people is hard. So there were people since then were like, why didn't you ask me? I'm like, yeah, you didn't check your email (laughs) or it went to your spam. But some people were also really busy. There are some people that are like, crazy busy. Yeah. I just, for the person tuning in. Oh, and I was just so excited to dive in. If you're not into the uh, YouTube video, please, we're on video, slide over to the YouTube Katie Chinakis channel, and you can watch the uh, visual of us right now. So this is really important for the person tuning in because, you know, in the four agreements with Don Miguel Ruiz, one of it is like, don't take things personal. And so we as sensitive beings, as artists in a creative space, we take it so personal. So Janine just said it, like we sent out a, a hundred invitations, X amount of people never checked their email or didn't receive it, or it got lost in the shuffle, or maybe they were under contract and wanted to get to and didn't. People are busy. So, you know, always follow up in a professional way. Like, you know, give it a week or two. Like I wrote an email to someone a month ago and she wrote back today. I had two different emails that she responded to. And, you know, there was Bitcoin Unleashed. There was Austin. So people are like so busy. So so busy. So it's really important. Yeah. Like a gem thing to take away for success and sincerity when you're doing it from the heart and you reach out to someone and they don't respond to you because a lot of times it just, it doesn't happen. Sometimes it slips, but we can just like learn from this and just send a follow-up email. I think that's like really important, especially I have a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, actors and in the show. And, you know, a lot of times it's, it's from a different perspective than like a right. marketing or a, a creative director uh, perspective. So that one's for the the person tuning in who might feel a little. I would say that to way. anybody that's on a professional level of any type, like communicate back to somebody, even if it's I'm really busy. Thank you for reaching out. Like I can't do one more thing. It could be short and sweet. And obviously, if somebody never got it and it went to their spam or something, that's different. But but we send we tried really hard to get as many people as we could. We're happy to have 60. But it's not only artists that we have. We also have people that we've given back to that we knew we were going to. That We have a poet. We have... Is it Jessica? No, it's not Jessica. It's uh, Cadence, the poet. Okay, Cadence. You know Cadence? Yeah. I, 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 I met Jessica after. I would love to have Jessica in the future. She's great. Yeah. We did Domance together in South by Southwest. We were both the spoken word poets in the exhibition, which was really cool. I think that you were in Domance with me. Okay. You were in Domance too? I was. Kindred Hearts was in Domance Ah, with Jen Joy. I'm in figure glyphs right now. It's going to be showing at NFT NYC figure glyphs, the work of the human body. I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I did not submit anything for anything in New York. I just was so busy. I couldn't do it. See, it's okay. But hey, we are already energetically connected in so many ways. We've been in NFT exhibitions together. And it was like the first of the first. It was like a huge deal to be a part of those exhibitions. And and we were in those shows together. That's so cool. We were. I was in Stratosphere last year, which was an amazing aha for me (gasps) because it was newly in NFTs and 
I knew Sabat a little bit. That's so I was just starting to pay attention to things. So that was in Beijing, right? His first. I remember show. when he went to Beijing. I didn't know that was the first one. The show was in Beijing, and then it was in the metaverse. So this yes. is all new for me. Like every part of this at this point, I was spatical. It spatial is it spatial or spatical? VR. S- yeah. P-A-T-I-A-L, spatical, V-R. Something like that. Or spatial. It might just be spatial. I don't know. You might be saying it right and I'm saying it wrong. But it was that. And I have a passion project that I've been working on called 100 Lives Project, Legacies of Ordinary Extraordinary People You Won't Find on Google. Well, one second before we move along. Uh, It's stratosphere, S-T-R-A-T-O-S-P-H-E-R-E. And then it's Sabat, S-A-B-E-T, who I've shilled and talked about so many times on my podcast. Obviously, love Sabat, the homie. And the other one, so it's S-P-A-T-I-A-L. And then XR. So if you want to look them up. But good news, I'm in the exhibition. I got the email That's yesterday. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. And, and Thank you. As so, a poet. You or... know what? I'm not sure which works they selected of mine. Okay. I, I'm not <laughs> sure. Because you know how it is, right? I do. I yes. don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, okay. To that point, last year, I think I submitted four or five things. Right. And same. They're like, congratulations, you've been accepted. And I didn't know which they didn't say which piece or pieces. I didn't know if one was going to be different than the other one, which I don't think that's what happened. I don't even remember. So you're waiting, you're waiting to see your piece, right? What's it going to be? I was sitting here. It was still highly COVID. My son was home. He's in college now. And I go to the virtual part of it. And I gasped because the piece that I submitted is the grandmother I never knew. I've been creating a lot of art around legacy. Mm-hmm. And my initial beginning of this project had nothing to do with NFTs. I did it. My mom died over 30 years ago and I was working through whatever with that and all of these things. I found these photos in a drawer that my mom had left in these old albums. And I was like, who's going to care after me and my brother? And I just started creating art around it. Oh and to God. see this image, so it was like a collage that I created from an old photo of my grandmother who made hats and the hat has all this stuff in it and to see it in the metaverse I called my son and I'm like Cole you have to see this I said that's your grandmother and my whole thing with the name of this project is if you're not famous pre-google you have no footprint my mother who did amazing things in this world but not famously right like she walked with Cesar Chavez she wrote for 25 years letters to Jews in Russia to help get rights. She would help the neighbor down the street who had cancer get fed, you know, the family get fed. She just, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? So if you Google her, you see a gravestone. That's it. My grandmother has no trace at all. She came over on a boat and her brother died. And there's like, if you try and trace her. When she came over on the boat, was it Ellis Island? Must have been, right? Maya came over on the boat. She spoke no English in Ellis Island from Greece. That's so cool. She actually came from the Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine. Okay. She was part French, part my name. I'm named after her. There's an ancient proverb, and I'll paraphrase right now, but they say you die twice. Uh, You die when you physically die, and then you die when your legacy dies. So the people who are going to be storytelling, telling the stories. I'm so moved, you know, for you to have these and then pay it forward and put them on Web3 and and put them out there in a cool, creative way and honor and celebrate that with your children. I mean, how how cool uh, with your child? Like, how cool is that? 
It's very cool, but what it's turned into now is I realized that was very personal and yeah. I love that I've done that at work, but how could I take this and make it for anybody that might have, because as I would tell my story about my grandmother and my mother, somebody would say, oh, I have this aunt that was this amazing fashion designer and I have dresses in my closet and nobody's ever going to see them. So I came up with this project concept, the 100 Lives project legacies of ordinary extraordinary people you won't find on google and i'm actually putting together a proposal to my original vision was to create a website i don't know if you've ever seen or heard of humans of new york that's the closest thing i could find that's similar it's totally different but just telling people stories yeah right so let's say you had your yeah yeah is that what you yeah 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 that's who i'm named after but yeah She's still alive, right? You were saying Yes, she's were growing her. strong. She's going to be 93 in September. That's she's amazing. Like so strong. That's where I get my strength and And she my came life over force. from Greece. She came over speaking no English from Greece to give me, her future family, a better opportunity. Her family, her current family at the time, and her future family. That's amazing. So mm-hmm. Great the story. requirement of my it's project is, it's, for, is for people that are no longer alive. But the intention is that their legacies live on even if, because everyone has amazing stories, right? And how do we keep those people like from long ago that did something amazing, but not famous alive. And then web three comes in to add this whole layer. I want to do an installation where you might have the dresses and art and all this other stuff and tell stories. So that's my passion project besides kindred hearts. And then how many do you have right now? This is so this got back burnered with Kindred Hearts and now I'm working on a proposal that I'm taking to New York, a deck, because I want to start building this website. So maybe like twenty, but it's not anywhere yet. It's just in my world. Yeah. I mean, this is probably like one of those visual creative thinker things for another time, but I just want to sow the seed so I don't forget and we can talk about it more in depth. But what if um I was with talking to this book publisher before, because obviously I'm in podcasting. Hello. <laughs> um, And she was on the podcasting side and now she's on the, the book publishing side where she's taking like podcasts and making them books, but also like, oh, if you know any cool stories, well, I'll bring them my way. Like maybe this could leave, even be like some kind of book or something, right? Like a, It could a, be. I could yeah. totally see it being a book so with like, the stories. Yeah. To be a website so that it can keep populating stories. I love the idea of an installation, but now I also see the whole web three NFT part of really locking in this forever, you know, place for somebody to live and And for other people to access, you know, somehow. So I have to lace it all together, but that's, I'm not even sure how we got to this, but yes. Oh, because yeah. of this, because of Sabat and Stratosphere. Yes, yes, and yes. And being yes. able to see this is like amazing. To yeah. Me. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, long story short, and then we'll pivot. This person particular that I'm thinking about is very interested in web three and was at the boom of web one. So um, I think it'll be a cool, energetic, even exchange for people to learn and grow and like it be energetically flowing for for all. So I would love to. And you know what? I was at the boom of web one when I moved from New York to LA to work at this big agency, Shia Day, every day people were calling like, we want to start this thing and we want to like um, House of Blues I worked on and things that are not this thing called Den, like all these, because I was in entertainment marketing and promotion. Okay, so let's just flex for a minute since we didn't do we it in the flex. beginning. 
No, we're going to, I mean, it's going to be in the show notes. That's where I usually put all the stuff, but let's just flex. So just to get like, um, douse people into like, you know, HBO and like all these names and highlights of these brands and marketing and things that you've done, like just give us some vibes of your passions of what you were doing for and for how long. Okay. So I'm from the East coast and I live in Los Angeles and I was living in New York, sort of the, you know growing height of my career was working in entertainment on promotional packages, graphics, etc. for television. My first really big good job, I've had many jobs before, was HBO. And it was early, kind of early in the days, it was in the 90s, all the original programming of HBO. So Dream On, Tracy Ullman, Comic Relief, all that great stuff. And that was the beginning of my career path in entertainment and creative direction and and I loved what I did. It was really fun. I loved the people I work with and I just kept going from different jobs. I was lucky enough to be recruited to do different I worked at Lifetime for a short time. Then I worked at Gray Entertainment on ABC Television, the W Hotel launched, other things. Long story short, I got called a year later because the ABC account had gone to TBWA shy at day. The client wasn't happy with their creative director and they wanted me. And in the advertising world, when you want somebody, they go hard after whoever it is. And I really didn't want to move to LA, but they made it impossible for me to say no. So I ended up here. I thought it was going to be for two years in 1998. And now here I am. Did that. And then um, I have a 20-year-old son. When he was very early, I was a single mom. And I wanted to be in his life more. So I started pivoting like crazy. I was a co-creator of a play space for young children with families that was like a big hub for all the hip moms and dads and families to come and celebrities to have birthday parties. Where? It was on Robertson Bowl. Boulevard near Burton Way. It's called the cute. Treehouse Social Club. Where the Ivy is. Is it still there or no? Down a little further. Unfortunately, it's not. Ron's Tea Garden. Do you know Ron's Tea Garden? Yes. Right next oh, door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love right next it door. Oh, like, cute. Yes. Cute, I do know cute. Ron's Tea Garden. I pivoted a lot. And also because of my son, I was born as an artist. I've been an artist my whole life. It's just the thing. You know, we have some things as children that we're just attracted to doing and want to do that's sort of almost in our DNA. And that was art for me. I always wanted to be making things, whether it was drawing or macrame or pottery or I mean I have a painting that I do when I was eight an acrylic painting that I'm even impressed when I look back and say I did that when I was eight but wow. when I was going to college my father said do something more practical and at that point I listened and I went to architecture school first and by default I got into graphic design and I barely did my own art for years until I had my son because I didn't have time I lived in New York I was out like 350 nights out of 365 running around being a creative director it was awesome and I also dated for four years a big restaurant guy we would go out like so I I didn't paint I didn't do art I just was around it I went to galleries museums I loved it I was I hired illustrators and photographers really great photographers to take celebrity photos and so I was creative but no art and my son had you no were just choice. surrounded by immersive, always, right? always. Even going to the theater, I mean, the opera and everything. Theater. Uh, uh, uh. Not a lot of opera theater, yes. Are we going to be able to see a show in New York when we're there together? Let's get real. Are we going to be able to? Like, come on. If you twist my arm and we find time in the craziest schedule I've ever seen, 
We could even maybe even do a matinee. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But yeah. that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That would be fun. What would you see? Uh, I like to go to TKTS and be a kid in a candy store and like pick one and get them like half off. But I'm open. Like since what I happened. I haven't seen I- anything in forever. So yeah, there's well, nothing I have except for uh, I saw Dear Evan Hansen a few years ago. Okay, cool, cool. So I saw a Book of Mormon in April. Was it April or March? And um, but that was the first time me being in the theater since 2020. So uh, if it can happen, uh, we can put our feelers out. We'll all we'll look at each other's dates but yeah very cool okay so thanks for diving into all of that really amazing so I'm wondering what's your process as an artist what tools are you using currently and what are your favorite tools to use all time all time I want to canvas with paint ink paper and I want to be able to get messy and dig in and probably mostly do abstract mixed media that's my favorite but you're speaking my language yeah, at the moment, I'm not doing a lot of that because we're in construction in the back to finally build a dream studio. So I've been mostly digital in the last couple years, more digital, yeah. which I feel lucky that pivoting has been easy for me because of being a creative director. I've used the tools for years, you know, a long time. HBO was very advanced in having Macs when they first came out. So I'm aging myself a little, but we were one of the first studios to use them. What's interesting is the people that come out of school now and like people like my son who's 20, like they're so intuitive and they know how to do things that I don't understand. All this Mm -hmm. 3D stuff, that's not my thing. So I like digital. And I, I, what I do a lot of times is I actually take paintings and things I've created and digitize them. And then I'll do digital on top of that. And then sometimes I'll print that and do analog on top of the digital on top, like just layers and layers of things. Yeah. Very cool. Personally, I had, I donated over 40 pieces of my physical paintings because as you know, they're your babies. And, you know, I had um, art shows. I sold some, some I had in a storage for over a year. And then I got rid of one of my storages and it was right before the pandemic. And I donate, I gave some away. I donated a bunch and it was like a psychological unloading. And by unloading those, I was able to like be psychologically free to like create more. However, because they're your babies, right? Or my babies, I took photos of them. So I'm able to have all those photos, although I, you know, gifted them and paid it forward in the world. And hopefully they're well taken care of. I have the photos of them, you know, and their works that I did. So that's with some of my paintings. I prefer painting as well. Like I love getting my hands dirty and doing like five paintings at one time. And I put them like Mm -hmm. in rotation, like one's on the back burner drying. And I love acrylic because it dries fast, but I do like oil. But you put it on the back burner. I love story collages. It it was difficult as an artist to get involved in like uh, digital art because I felt like I was selling out in such a way. And like, my hand couldn't like get in there with the painting how I like to with the paint. So it was quite difficult to do that. And then I like taking images because I love taking photography as like a hobby, but taking photos and putting them in there. And then I would be in procreate and doodling over photos. So that Mm -hmm. I found like really fun to be like using digital art with doodling. And then so for Kindred Hearts in digital, are you using Procreate? Like, is it on your iPad? Like, is it at your desk? Like for an artist to know like how you're making pieces, the NFTs and your digital art now, like what's your process for like um, the tools? So Kindred Hearts is a generative project. 
We have 10 different layers. This is my first generative project, so sort of learned on the in the process. We have 10 different layers to the project, and the three main layers are the heart is at the core, the background, and what we call charms. There's an upper left and lower right charm. And then we also have sacred alchemy. We have moods. We have like special magical numbers like 888, you know, 1111. And then we have, there's five different types, the uh, platonic solids, so earth, wind, fire, air, water, and spirit. So we have all these different properties. And what we did in our project, we have about 60 creators and contributors besides us. And they were assigned, they had the choice of doing the heart, doing the charms, doing the background, or doing all three. Mm. And then we also have 21 one-of-ones, and only three have been revealed so far. So we got more minting to do and more reveals to see. Then we worked with our devs to create our own unique generator so that each of these layers are, there's like a background layer, and let's say there's 80 background options, and we have a lower half, and it could be a whole background. So you might have, you may have like a Hamena background with a Charmaine. I'm just, these are some people in NFTs that if you're following NFTs, you would probably know, like a Charmaine heart, and you might have uh, inside the robot, Stephanie Dillon charm and a vintage Mozart charm. And then the rest of it we've generated. And then we have our kindred hearts, hearts backgrounds as well. So the combinations are literally in the billions of what you could get. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the thing is, it takes a village, you know, it's not just one person. When you're doing a generative project, you know, it really takes people we can trust and, and a, a team spirit and to have community and friendship. And, you know, friendship means so much. And I know, you know, a lot of people throw out the word community, community a lot these days. And, you know, for, I don't know, for like, you know, it's been like a buzzword for the last three to five years for real. But even before that, like, you know, my music partner, his voice and how he speaks, always talking about community, like he grew up in the Bay Area with two moms, right? And so his like way of thinking and his way of being is just when he was like talking about like community so much, it's still very new for some people when you mm-hmm. speak in that way. And some people, you know, don't understand what community like really means. And to demystify and just get crux in the heart of community is, you know, your ethics, morals, and values and friendship, the kinship, the friendship. And so, you know, I just wanted to land on that and kind of hone in more on kindred hearts. And, you know, I know personally, they raised over $40,000 so far. And then, you know, Janine, please share more about the successes and the amazing um, things that have happened since you've been uh, on board of Kindred Hearts. Sure, I'd love to. First, I have to say, I couldn't agree more about the idea of kinship and friendship and community and something new that Black Dave's brought up is also culture. It's that you find people that are sort of in a similar culture and Kindred Hearts, not only the people that have contributed, certainly our team, you know, the artists and the contributors, but I've noticed that the people that are attracted to it and want to be collectors and want to be part of it, they all really are living heart-driven lives and love art. That's the combination. So our project from the very beginning has had creators that are not your typical artists. 
I met Lema Gaboe, who is a Nobel Peace Prize winner at a dinner party at a friend's house. I was talking to her about NFTs and crypto really quick. She actually helped create peace in Liberia. For anyone that doesn't know, you can look up more about her. And it happened that one of her children worked for my friend, and that's why she was there. And I was just invited to meet a Nobel Peace Prize winner because I'm friends with them. And there was like, it was just a cool opportunity. So she looked at me like I had three heads when I talked about NFTs. But I followed up with her, and her daughter said, Mama, if you don't do this, it's a big mistake. So we made uh, the Gaboe Foundation one of our first charities that we knew we would contribute to. But the initial plan with Kindred Hearts was to donate after we minted out. And the giving block, which is who one of our partners that we work with that does crypto donations, and Ash probably also brought this up, they were doing a matching program when we first started minting. And so we thought, how can we not take advantage of this now and be able to give even more sooner, even though it wasn't the initial plan So we raised enough money to donate $40,000 to the Gaboe Foundation, to Meeting Street Schools, which is a school that serves under youth that doesn't have access to a lot of other things, underserved in um, North North or South Carolina. And then we also ended up, because this was all right around the time of the war, Ukraine war. So we also donated to save the children that the money went to Ukraine. Lema also is one of our one of ones. I cannot wait for people to see her piece. Median Street School is one of our one of ones. And we also have another group of young women, an advisor on our team works with uh, these young girls who are in compromised situations, some of it's sexual abuse, some of it's other things, and they're in safe place. And so a lot of our layers are from these girls. They have to remain anonymous, but you'll see their art. Those are part of our contributors as well as all of our artists, which is really cool. Yeah, We're really proud that we've been able to donate that much so far. Yeah. And then do you know Blue Moon from intent.art, Blue Moon? I do not. Okay, I'm going to introduce you to Blue Moon. She's actually uh, on the podcast, but she did one drop NFTs for uh, menstruation for like girls who like, you know, menstruation products are uh, taxed as a luxury good. And there are people who have to like decide like food or like feminine hygiene. And so obviously, you know, being a woman, you know, like if you get infection, like you things, bad things could happen, especially if you're, you know, maybe not be able to have children and like create life. So I think there could probably be some good cross in between. Absolutely. So she had one drop which is showing in New York, but she has one drop NFTs, but it became so popular in the Web3 community. They have a season two of one drop. So I think maybe Kindred Hearts could do a collaboration with one drop. I think it could be really an amazing bridge connection for girls and children. I think it could be neat. Yeah. That would be great. You know, it's interesting that years ago I worked with an organization that was all about giving people diapers. There Sometimes there are these really, really simple things that people don't think about how necessary they are and that sometimes people can't get the most basic things that they need in not just in other countries, but in this country. I have chills right now because yeah, that just, it's totally, I mean, we could go into the whole healthcare system and like how you have to jump through hoops just to get a doctor appointment, you know what I mean? Or find the right doctor. It's like, it's so confusing. So honing it in, you know, so the person listening and watching this right now, the person tuning in, they're like us. Their, their heart strumming in such a way, they're probably like crying on their electronics. 
saying, how can I help? How can I be a part? Or one, how can people be a part? How can they get involved in Kindred Hearts, whether it be as an artist, donations, um, just like being an advocate, being a healthy communicator, things of that nature. And then the second part to that, I guess we'll get to it, but is if artists want to submit to be a part of as to be like one of an artist for Kindred Hearts. So, you know, how can people get more involved? The first thing I would say is if you are a collector of NFTs and you're in this space or you want to be, we'll, we'll happily help you get on board. Um, Lema, who I mentioned, we onboarded as a as a nonprofit as well as an artist. And there's other people that, you know, we're very much about that. So I I know it can be really intimidating to think about getting a MetaMask and doing all that, but there are resources. So if you're starting, we'll help you. But assuming that you are into NFTs, we actually have, we're calling it a MOGO, Mint One, Get One, going on right now until June 19th. I can't, I can't, I can't. What? So you mint one and you get a mint pass because we really want to mint it out. What's MOGO? Instead of BOGO, you know, buy one, get one. Sprouts, buy one. Come on, I love BOGO. Yeah. So this is a MOGO, mint one, get one. Okay. okay. So if you mint okay. to Kindred Hearts, which is kindredhearts.io, there's a form probably on our web, on our um, Instagram, but definitely in our Discord or follow me, XOJ9, at XOJ9 on Twitter and just send me a DM and tell me, hey, I minted one. I want one or Kindred Hearts. I mean, Kindred Hearts IO on Twitter. So that those things following us. Till June what? Oh, June 19th. What if people hear this and it's after June? Can they still get the mogul? Yeah, we're pretty easy. Just say, I heard you on Katie's show and I did it. Okay. And- so um, it'll be in the show notes, the official website. Yeah, and you know your we- handles will be in the show notes. Whatever you need from me, Katie, we'll make it happen. So yeah, definitely. We'll do it. And um, because we very much want this to mint out so we can go to the next level and there's 7,777 and we, w- we want it in as many wallet addresses as people want. So that's the first thing. Um, congratulations because you just hit 3,000 on Twitter. Woo-hoo! We did. Yay! Which is an accomplishment and we're all organic. We have no, you know, paid bot stuff going on. We wanted it to be an authentic community tribe as we've talked about. <sighs> So please retweet, you know, that's really helpful. Tell people about it. That's really helpful. And um, come when we have rooms and spaces and just share the love. For artists that want to get involved, we've had a couple contests. We'll have more. Original project you can contribute to because that's in a contract. And so the contract can't be changed. But there will be new sub projects and as I said, contests and different ways that we'll raise money in other projects. So we will, right now it's through contests. Just let us know if you're interested. Submitting to a contest, you probably win something as well as get recognition. And we will be doing our first contest art soon that will be auction, which will be money that will get donated. Also through Giving Block to some, you know, decided upon charitable place or one of our major, the Gaboe Foundation or Median Street School. So those are ways you can get involved and volunteer. If you're Mm -hmm. someone that is really good with rooms, if you are good with social media, if you are good in Discord, we're always looking for extra people. Great. Love all those resources and openness of availability to onboard and jump in and to learn and grow and align with great ethical people. Uh, Sounds like a win-win all the way around. Other thing that came to me is what if someone is listening and they're like, you know, my school or my family or this community or 
these people in this state or these kind of people need support and need funding? How can they pitch to inform the project, you know, and the people like, hey, you know, and maybe fill out a form to say, um, can we allocate these funds over here? Uh, do you have that? Or are you set in stone of where you want to allocate those funds? We're definitely not set in stone. We're set for now, but not in stone. And our whole mission is this is the beginning of we're in it for the long haul. And we're very like we pivoted with Ukraine wasn't in our original right. plans, right? There's other things that have come up and, you know, we've discussed it and we haven't yet. But so we don't have a form. That's a great idea. We should have a form, but we have a channel in Discord. Mm -hmm. But I know some people really listening may have nothing to do with Discord, which is not my favorite thing. So the best would be contact me or do it. I Hopefully people are on Twitter because if you're in Web3, you need to be on Twitter. I prefer Instagram. We are a favorite IO on Instagram, but I have to be honest, Instagram is not as big for Web3 and NFTs. So I'm, I'm encouraging anyone listening that wants to be in this world to get on Twitter anyway. Yeah. If you found the podcast, you're on the podcast. Maybe, you know, you, you can get to a Twitter or make a Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, I want to say, because for the person tuning in who doesn't know about Twitter, um, how often do you have uh, Twitter spaces where one can go and listen and raise their hand and come up to the stage and speak and no one sees e each other, but they're just listening? You know, for people who don't know about Twitter spaces, it's free. And that's where the Web3 community is exchanging energy and building and growing and learning and sharing. I mean, I could look at my phone right now and there's like 24 rooms going on 24 hours a day. Well, maybe around two in the morning, there's like eight rooms going around that of people I follow. But how many times a week do you have spaces where people can join in and volunteer or just come to learn more? Two to three, mostly Twitter, occasionally Clubhouse, less Clubhouse these days. Um, yeah. A lot of us were very, very, I still love Clubhouse. I do. It's a little yeah. more intimate. But two or three, that is also a place if somebody does a lot of rooms and wants to host us, we'd love to come join because we're a small team yeah. and uh, yeah. we're we're really open to doing that as well. Blue Moon does uh, weekly menstrual Monday rooms and then intent.art, uh, they're picking back up after NFT NYC. Uh, they do rooms as well. So I'll connect you so, you know, we could co-collab, do some rooms together. That would be awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, 1,000%. The, big, the person that's probably strongest in doing that on our team is Black Dave. Does any? Um, yeah, he helped me out in the Discord when I was like asking questions, like oh before my God, I started minting and stuff. <laughs> what? I hate Discord, but it's so funny. I, I mentioned yeah. earlier, I have a 20 year old son who's been on it for years and I never really got it. And now I have many, many more channels than him. And he's oh, laughing yeah. at me. He's like, I don't even go on it anymore, mom. I'm like, I know it's, I have to go at least once a day and see what's going on. Yeah. I found out recently because I joined a, a Discord that a hundred is the max channels. I had to leave uh, a Discord to get into another one unless you just start a new account, which is you can do. But it's very, I think it's great. It's a great tool. So when Nyla had her, you know, the the kids, the link pass and the kids with Zigaloo and because everyone was minting at the same time, the site went down. It was great to talk to the dev, the 
tech team to go into Discord to see the community You because you feel anxious, oh, excited. You don't want to miss out. Everyone's having, you know, like FOMO and isolated and they're alone. But when I went into the Discord, oh, the website's down. The dev, the people are like, oh, give us five minutes. It'll be back up. They work something out. And then you're a part of the community. You're like, ah. And then I, then I went to the website. I was able to click him in. So I think Discord is cool as a tool for me personally not to chat on all the time but to for information like if you're doing the what is it mojo the mogo mogo oh sorry it's okay <laughs> like mogo but mogo Mo- yes Mo- mogo so when you're doing the mogo and you're finding out if you're gonna like the events maybe happening and you know meetups and informational things uh, discord is great just to get practical information and do you yeah. have i was in one discord before um for tezos and i wanted to mint one of the things and I didn't have a wallet yet. And they showed me instructions exactly what to do to mint. Do you have that in your Discord for people to just go into the Discord to look at the the instructions for minting under wallet? And then it just takes them through the instructions? Because that was really helpful when I did Tezos. Okay, I should know the answer to this. And knowing Dave, who set us up, do, or he's directed to a resource for people. Cool, cool, cool. One or the other. I don't know if it's actually in there or there's a resource, but we talked about it early on that we would have a lot more people that probably never have done this before. So I know we provided resources. Great. Great. Okay. And I know we've gone all over the place and I want to honor you and your everything. So um, is there any uh, last words you want people to know or any wisdoms along the way, anything you want to share? I would say you and I are talking because of this space or I probably wouldn't know you and it's really kind of an amazing perk of joining this crazy roller coaster ride of web three and NFTs is the people that you meet. Yeah. So don't be too intimidated. There's a lot of people that want to help if you're new and if you're already in it, I hope I meet you soon somewhere (laughs) in real life or virtually. Wonderful. Well said. Thank you so much, Janine. I appreciate you. Thank you for being on the show and we'd love to have you back in the near future. Thank you so much for having me and being so patient with my technical difficulties. <laughs> it's a part of it. It's a it's a part of it. It's all good. Oh, all good. Yeah, I want to do it again soon. And I'm going to see you in New York next yeah. week, which yeah. I know this might be on later. So I don't want to mess that up. But yes. Yeah. All good. Evergreen episodes. Evergreen episodes. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribing. Because of you, we are in the top 1.5% of all podcasts, almost 3 million podcasts. I am so honored and so blessed to be here with you having this experience. The Women Empowerment Series has been so fulfilling. I was in my mind. I was like, how is this ever going to end? There's no way. There's so many great stories. I can hold so much space for so many great people. And it's just been so empowering and to listen to other people's stories and you know, not feel isolated and and just, it's just been so magnificent. But the truth of the matter is I am so hungry for you. I am so excited, but I am so motivated that um, when I was at PodFest not too long ago, Every all the education, all the information I got there, I really honed in. I'm going to be um, closing up season four, the Women Empowerment Series and taking it with me into season five. And I'm going to be going right into season five. 
and it's going to be Hollywood and NFTs. So stay tuned for more. Share this episode with one person. Make sure you're following Janine. Everything's in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in and being here. Also, I have uh, NFT merch, chinakas.com. If you want to go to my website and see what I'm up to, would love to have you there. And I'm getting ready to release my third book. So I'm really excited about that. So it's called The Actor, My Greatest Love Thus Far. This has been a wonderful experience. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out.